Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes, and some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion. When I signed up, I took a style quiz, and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my life. I've been renting clothes from Armoire for a while now, and the more I rent, the more on point the suggestions get. Plus, you send what you wear back, which is a great way to try new styles without waste. Armoire also has such a fantastic range of options. Whether you're planning an outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or maybe a family event, or just need some updated options for everyday life, you'll be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to find time for an exhausting shopping day. Right now, Didn't I Just Feed You listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash D-I-J-F-Y. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At homethreads.com, Discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to homethreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for didn't I just feed you, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Homethreads, love where you live. That's homethreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. If ever there's been a time for us to write a permission slip for all busy parents to go easy on themselves, it's right now. Here, here. And one of our favorite ways to save time, money, and sanity is by doing our shopping online at thrivemarket.com or even better, using the Thrive Market app. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market that offers organic and non-GMO food, non-toxic home products, clean beauty, ethical meat, and sustainable seafood at 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices. Seriously, members save an average of $32 per order. Also, in a time when we're opting for convenience more than we might otherwise, it feels good to know that our groceries are sent with carbon-neutral shipping from zero-waste warehouses. Offsets for the win! Woo! Thrive Market also offers a one-for-one membership matching program where every paid membership sponsors a free one for a low-income family. All that. And did we mention affordable clean wine delivered to your door? Go to thrivemarket.com backslash didn't I just feed you to give Thrive Market a try. You can choose from a one or 12 month membership option and choose a free gift with up to a $22 value when you join today. And don't forget, Thrive Market membership is risk-free. You can cancel within 30 days and get a full refund. So go now, thrivemarket.com backslash didn't I just feed you. (laughs) 
double down on the candy piece. So there's something missing, but like, let's be real. The main motivation, like our kids aren't like, oh, beautiful costume. Oh, you're so cute. Like they want candy. That's the point. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacy. And I'm Megan. This week's episode is strangely about Halloween. Halloween! We're those people! Listen, <laughs> We're those people! We're like, oh, why are you giving us Halloween so early? I have here never not been that person. I just want to be really clear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always hyped for holidays. And you know Ella, my eight-year-old, is like been trying to pick out her Halloween costume since July. Well, she always does this. And then I feel like she always changes her mind at the last minute. 100%. Gotta be careful. Yes. (laughs) I love Halloween too. Halloween's my favorite, or one of my favorite holidays. I love getting dressed up. I love trick-or-treating, especially in my part of New York City. It's such a fun, joyous night always. But this year is going to be different. At least I think it is. I don't know. It's still a ways away, (laughs) but I think it's going to be different. Do you think it's going to be different in Boise too? Oh, I do think it's going to be different in Boise and maybe not in a good way. (laughs) I want to say like, this is a question that came up at a PTA meeting recently. It came up when we had um, park drinks with friends recently. They were like, have you thought about what you're doing for Halloween? And it's like, it's September. People are already thinking about it. I know parents has already written about the subject a little bit. And it's going to be, again, one of those things that mid-pandemic is going to be left up to individual households. And I think that's going to create some chaos. Like, We are in a a great walkable neighborhood. We love trick-or-treating in our neighborhood. Typically, we get together with like four other families that live nearby. And we're just like this parade pack of kids and parents with drinks in hands. And we hit everyone's. um, We also are like in the path that everyone walks. So usually we leave out a bowl of candy. And then later we get the older kids because we go out a little bit earlier. And it's just... Honestly, like, it feels like a giant block party. And I feel like this year, parents are going to let some, like, some parents are going to let their kids trick-or-treat or or encourage. I shouldn't say let, because I don't know what the rules are. And so it's going to create, like, awkward social interactions on so many levels. I agree. I hope that by then, we are going to be used to navigating those a little bit because back to school season, I mean, it's already happening for us here in New York City. We have not yet started school. That's how early we're recording this. Um, But sports are like in full motion and different parents making different decisions about yes or no sports or this sport feels more easy to socially distant than this sport or, oh, we're fine, all the sports. So there's a lot of variation Um, I know that my boys are already feeling like they've navigated this. They're not going to just get to be with all their friends in the same way that they've been able to rely on year after year. Here's my thought on it, though. I'm so tired of everybody fighting about everything (laughs) related to this. I just feel like we need to come from a place of like, this sucks for everybody 
all around. Like everybody's having a hard time. You know, wear your mask. I think that's baseline community participation. Also, masks are cool for Halloween. Yeah, masks are cool for Halloween. And, you know, we have to start being resilient and flexible. I mean, not that we haven't been, (laughs) but we really need to lean into this, like being flexible, being resilient, modeling that for our kids. And like, you know, there's a lot of disappointment still happening. It has been happening. It's going to continue to happen both like on a larger scale, but also like disappointment when, you know, as a family, we make a really different decision than one of my boy's best friend's families. And they feel like, well, look what they get to do or vice versa. So I don't know. I'm just trying to like stay positive, understand that everyone's going to make a different decision and prep my boys, which is part of why we decided to air a Halloween episode so early so that we can all really like wrap our head around it, share ideas, share ideas, get creative and then like, you know, go in peace, like be respectful, (laughs) keep six feet apart, wear your mask and do what you're going to do. Yes. So do you, I know we're like weeks away. Do you have a sort of broad sense of what your family will do about Halloween this year and how you'll handle it? I don't. I mean, I can't imagine that trick-or-treating is in the cards for us unless things continue as they are in New York City, because at that point, it'll have been several months of being a below 1% infection rate. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be safe just to wear masks and go out. Seems weird and unlikely, but I also didn't expect New York City to do this great at this point for this long. So we'll see. It's a weird time because Isaac is 13 and a half years old and he's already getting to that age where like, you know, it might not be cool anymore. Right. Like maybe he was going to want to get together. Isaac's not even my kid. I know. Like, like, he might just want to get together with a couple of friends, like, go out for, like, 10 minutes and, like, come back and play video games and just eat candy from the huge bag that one of the parents gets from Target or something, you know? I don't know. So I think I'm going to leave it up to them. Oliver is definitely still into Halloween. Yeah. I'm definitely getting costumes, and I'm going to encourage everybody to engage in dress up. (laughs) Maybe we'll be able to get together in a small group with whoever we're potted up with, whether it's at school, because in theory, we could be back by then. Right. Or just like families that we've pulled into our sphere. Um, And then I'm hoping to just like get together a big list of ideas that we can start here. I have some to throw into the pot. I'm going to hear from you. We're going to throw to our listeners group after this and then present the boys with some ideas and have them decide because they're old enough to do that. Yes. I don't know. What about you? I feel excited about the idea of like kid participation. Like they get to shape it. And I, uh, we haven't talked broadly about holidays in general yet. Like I have been feeling a lot of sadness because September is like the kickoff for our family. Brian's birthday and then my birthday, then Halloween, then Emmett's birthday. Like it's just the season of celebrations for us. And it's, it already looks so different this year. And holidays are like a source of joy for me. It's why LL likes to decorate early and gets hyped about 
buying her costume way in advance because I'm like that too in that like October 1st, I'm pulling out the Halloween decorations and like buying the first bag of candy for us to eat through before Halloween. And we haven't really like had a conversation with our kids about how different the holidays are going to look. We've prepped them for their birthdays a little bit because we've already done one like park celebration where we went and like everyone had their own picnic blanket. We threw water balloons. It was in the summer. So we like threw water balloons across the park from our friends. We were masked the whole time. And so it got Ella and Emmett thinking about what their birthdays will look like too, which is, which is much, much different. So yeah, I'm excited to have a list from this episode of ideas and present it to them and get their participation. Unlike Isaac and Oliver, my kids won't get the final say because they're so much younger. And I think that they are more likely to pick the most risky behavior, (laughs) like because they want the most candy, if that makes sense. Like their motivation is much different than Isaac and Oliver's motivation. Actually, it's not. It's not. But my kids are just (laughs) old enough to say, can't you just go buy us candy? And like, we'll call it. So that brings me to my first idea. Oh, wait. Can I just have two minutes to go on my own personal rant? I feel like we've done Halloween episodes before, but like when I take like a wide angle view of Halloween, I just think it's like so hilarious that we spend, we spend like $30 on Halloween candy to pass out. And there's always like a little bit of leftovers, but then our kids go out and they also get candy and like, the exchange of it is never really equal. And it's so like weird and interesting that like, instead of just buying our kids $30 worth of candy and maybe even getting like better candy yeah. for that $30, <laughs> totally. we instead dress them up and send them out into the world to beg for candy. It's so weird. It's such a weird cultural thing. Yeah, that's really funny. I'm here for it because I like going out and about. I mean, you know, in New York City, it's like what you described. It's like a block party. You see everybody. The costumes are amazing. Dressing. I love all the things. Dressing up, candy. I like that it's like at night and there's like a spooky vibe to it. I like being able to walk around my neighborhood with a drink in my hand. Yes. (laughs) Totally. So good to me. Okay. But so what is your very first? Well, the very first idea idea is like find a way to trick or treat at home. Like. Is it a scavenger hunt? Is it just like, you know, do you have a teenager? And it's just like being that fun mom who's like, you know what? Like, yeah, let's do this. Like, here's literally 30 pounds of candy. (laughs) (laughs) And just like dumping it or like doing it in a surprising way, like leaving it for them in their room when they least expect it. I don't know. Just like double down on the candy piece. So there's something missing, but like, let's be real. The main motivation, like our kids aren't like, oh, beautiful costume. Oh, you're so cute. Like they want candy. That's the point. So give them, give them the candy. Okay. Um, Speaking of like the scavenger hunt, this is an idea I read in one of my working moms Facebook groups that I thought was really cute. Have you ever watched The Nightmare Before Christmas? Are you familiar with the story where it's like all the holidays kind of know each other? Yeah. (laughs) And so someone was proposing this idea that like maybe Jack Skellington can talk to the Easter Bunny and they can collab on delivering like Halloween baskets. And then there's also like like an egg hunt, but with 
pumpkins. I don't know. What would you put candy in to, to hide around your house? I don't and know, I but this is really such fun. an interesting idea. Yeah. And also, okay, wait a minute. Also, if you do some sort of like holiday mashup, you can do, you know, you preserve the right to bring Halloween back later in the year when maybe things have cleared up in your area, right? Right. Like, I know it's not the same because not like the whole town isn't going to go trick-or-treating on Easter. (laughs) But But maybe. But maybe. (laughs) Like, it depends how big your town is. Like, talk to people. Like, Maybe your school or just your class community or maybe just like your like little group of friends, like five other families, you know, you do some mashup now and that might feel like a little bit of a sacrifice to Halloween. I don't know. But like then come Easter, like, yeah, like Easter Bunny and bring trick or treating back then. Who knows? Yeah. Can we also dress up for Easter? I would wear my Halloween costume for Easter. I would too. Culturally cool. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's super fun. Yeah. Okay. I have a real genuine question, which is, are you the mom who ever buys savory snacks for trick-or-treaters? Or or you just always go hard on candy? Hard on candy. And I almost started cursing because like, why (laughs) don't no pencils, no crackers, no raisins. I will say that I understand that we have to be sensitive to kids with food allergies, but there are candies that are allergen friendly. And I want to say like everybody get like, go with the candy. Yeah. Okay. But here's my argument that I want to make, Stacey. Uh I'm going to totally order one of Bada Bean Bada Boom's boom boxes with all the flavors in it. So that we can give that out as like our allergy friendly friendly treat and also have it for our personal snacks. Okay. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I think that honestly, kids who have allergies, and I want to hear from allergy parents here because I am speaking with zero knowledge. Neither of my kids have allergies. But for me, I would guess that there are so many disappointments, like when you go to a birthday party and the cake isn't allergen friendly. And so you have your own cupcake, like that's cool. And you get used to it and we all adapt and flexibility. Hey, it's the word of the year, end of life, whatever. Um, But like you get beans and I get a candy bar. Like, how's that work? And you know, I love Bada Bean Bada Boom. You know that I do. The cocoa dusted ones are hella crazy good. Cinnamon ones, my number one favorite. But on Halloween, I just, I'd be annoyed. (laughs) I'd be annoyed. I want candy. She got candy. She got candy. They got candy. I was just trying to throw us to our sponsor break. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because we still have a great deal with our friends Bada Bean, Bada Boom. And I can't wait for you guys to hear from our friend at CookSmarts. Y'all, whether your kids are in homeschool, remote school, returning to a classroom, or a hybrid, there's something universal for all of us. Back to school means back to endless snacking. 
Oh my gosh, that is the truth. I mean, listen, we know that kids snack constantly all year round, but back to school season has us shifting from easy summer fruits and popsicles to packable snacks that work grab and go, whether the kids are grabbing and going from the kitchen to their workspace, from the kitchen to the backyard, or maybe they're going back to their school building. Also, despite this being the strangest back to school season ever, we love that back to school always gives us an opportunity for a reset including finding new snack options. I love new snacks. And our latest favorite find is Bada Bean Bada Boom, a super crunchy vegan gluten and soy-free snack made of roasted broad beans. It comes in 13 delicious flavors, including buffalo wing, everything bagel, nacho cheese, my personal favorite, sweet cinnamon, and Megan's favorite, Zesty Ranch. Honestly, my kids cannot believe that these tasty snacks are made of beans. And I can't believe that a snack this delicious has 7 grams of protein and 5 grams of fiber per serving. All with a crunch that rivals potato chips. Seriously, listen for yourselves. Bada Bean Bada Boom is perfect packed in a lunchbox for kids or stashed in your home office snack drawer or gym bag. Or really, anywhere else you might need to grab a delicious high-protein snack. Go to badabeansnacks.com backslash didn't I just feed you to get 25% off your order. That's B-A-D-A-B-E-A-N-S-N-A-C-K-S dot com slash didn't I just feed you for 25% off at checkout. Healthy snacking has never been simpler. Fall is always a frenetic time of year, and this fall is unlike any other we've experienced. As we navigate our new normal, we're looking for tools to help make life easier. When it comes to cooking, we believe that meal planning is the absolute best way to make life in the kitchen easier. So we're thrilled to partner with CookSmarts, the number one rated meal planning service according to lifehacker.com. Every week, CookSmarts creates a customizable meal plan with tried and true family-friendly recipes that can be made as is, gluten-free, vegetarian, or paleo. We're talking meals that are simple without being boring and adaptable for any diet. If everything on the menu sounds good, you're ready to shop and prep. Otherwise, you can swap a recipe from any other in their huge database. Once you finalize the week's menu, CookSmarts will generate an editable shopping list. CookSmarts doesn't just make planning easy, it makes cooking easy too, with clearly written recipes, an optional weekend prep feature, and videos that help demystify any tricky techniques or technical terms. CookSmarts even provides nutrition info, including a breakdown of where all the macros come from in each recipe. How cool is that? You can subscribe to CookSmarts monthly or save 50% with an annual subscription. And of course, they make it easy for you to cancel with one click anytime you want. Go to CookSmarts.com to learn more and sign up today. And be sure to use the coupon code D-I-J-F-Y for 20% off. That's D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Thank you, CookSmarts, and thank you, Bada Bean, Bada Boom. You know I love you, but also you know that putting ads on this podcast means that you get the real deal. So when we say we love you, everybody knows and believes it because we'll be honest, as I just was about Halloween. (laughs) All right. More ideas. I have another one. Okay. Give it to us. 
I just read about this. It must be because I live in a city that I'd never heard of this before, but trunk or treat. Have you heard of this before? Oh, yeah, that's a big thing. A lot of churches do that and like community centers and even um, some preschools do it for like the preschoolers who can't stay up to trick or treat late. Okay. Have never heard of this before in my entire life. But I think that like depending on your neighborhood, your community, like where you guys are, this is a really fun way to get festive, to be able to decorate. It's more than just putting candy on your stoop. And it's a way for kids to go trick-or-treating and make it a little bit easier to social distance. I think it's very fun. Yes. So should we explain what it is for anyone who hasn't heard? Oh, sure. It's what it sounds like. Trunk or treat, usually parents, families sign up and you all meet in a parking lot and you decorate your car and you open up the trunk and kids come by and essentially trick or treat from your trunk. So it's like a shorter route for little kids. And also you're limiting the number of interactions, which is actually really great for COVID times, right? Right? You could pick 10 families. Everyone's families can take turns going around the parking lot to collect candy and then call it a day. Definitely. So I think that could be really fun. Um, In general, like speaking of decorating, whether it's your trunk or your house, I think that like really decking things out this year is like a fun thing to do, to put the emphasis on that a little bit more. And it doesn't have to mean going to Target and spending, you know, half of your paycheck, like making things with paper, like having a week of crafts or a couple of weeks of crafts leading up to things, carving like extra pumpkins, turning it into a game if your family's a little competitive, like mine, like who can do the coolest or scariest jack-o'-lantern, but just kind of stretching out the fun and getting creative and really like decking things out sounds fun to me too. I love that idea. And it's a good segue into an idea that a friend shared with me that is both a little bit political and very festive, which is the idea of mailing Halloween care packages to your friends and family. Um, So that's something you can do with your kids. Like they can make artwork. You can pack up a couple pieces of candy. And I love that it's like supporting the postal service and sharing candy. Like two of my favorite things. That's a great idea. I mean, what about getting like a network of families together, even if they're like your next door neighbor and sending like, care pack like halloween care packages even if it's just candy like through the mail over the course of the week i am gonna regret saying this in october when i'm really busy (laughs) but i want to do that in our listeners group i would love to send little care packages to our listeners group as many people as like are into that (laughs) just on my own i'm not making you do this with me stacy you're gonna be so sorry (laughs) i'm doing it I am going full force on festive this year, Billis. I love it. (laughs) Um, Okay. How about this? Like this might work a little bit better for older kids. But again, your pod, the people you feel safe with, the people you've been interacting with for like back to school or sports or whatever it is in your community. Can you set up a sheet in the backyard and like project a movie or yeah. like you know what I mean like that way you're still outside hopefully the weather cooperates but you're always hoping the weather cooperates on Halloween that's always part of the fun it's a question mark yeah is but it like, gonna snow is right. it gonna be really hot who knows 
So instead of bringing the movie inside and having, even if it's just five people, I know some people are still nervous about having people in their homes that way. Like do something fun in your backyard. Yeah, actually a neighborhood family last year projected the nightmare before Christmas on their front yard without the intention of like people stopping just as part of their decorations on Halloween night, they had it going, but kids actually like stopped and sat on the street like outside their lawn and watched for a few minutes and took a break. So that could be like a really fun thing to do to be, to feel like you get to see everyone trick or treating if, if your neighborhood's doing that. Um, without actually like having to send your kids out. Because that's my next question. Let's say, Billis, that Isaac just hangs out with a couple friends in the backyard and, and like Oliver picks something that keeps him at home. But then there are like other neighborhood families who are sending their kids out trick-or-treating. Like what what is the strategy there? Are you just going to turn all your lights off and pretend like you're not home? That's are you going to set a bowl of candy on the stoop? Because I think that's what's going to happen in our neighborhood. I think there's still going to be kids coming around and I'm trying to figure out a strategy. Yeah, that's really great. So the problem with putting candy on your stoop in New York City is that inevitably, and I really don't blame them. I love teenagers and I kind of love teenager pranks. Yeah. (laughs) Like, but some like jerky teenagers are going to come around and like. And just dump the whole bowl into their bag. Yeah, whatever. That's what you do when you're a teenager. Like. It's a risk you take no matter where you live if you set the whole bowl out. Right. But like in New York City, that's going to probably happen in what? Look at my watch in the first 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. (laughs) But I do think that like there's only so much you can do. Like if you don't want to come to the door, like putting out a big vat of candy, say, please take one. And then when it's gone, like it's gone and you leave the bowl out with a note, which I've seen before saying like finished, like, sorry, happy Halloween. But it is tricky because when you decorate your house, which we just suggested. are encouraging. Yeah, I love to decorate. Right. When you decorate your house, trick-or-treaters are going to assume that that they should come. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's like an invitation. Exactly. I want to do one of those things, maybe because I have like older kids and I'm in that mode. I know sometimes people don't like this when they have little kids, but like I want to get one of those like motion sensor things Mm. and put it on my stoop so that like when people come up, it like ah! scares them. (laughs) Scared and go running. That's so mean. (laughs) I think that's incredibly funny. (laughs) It's like that's what Halloween's about. Like, sorry, I may not have any candy left, but I gave you a little spook. Ah! (laughs) Tree or tree spirit of the holiday that's the other thing we can really lean into the trick part of trick or treat this year that's such a good one you may not get a treat this year you guys we're living in covid times yeah (laughs) just might get tricked (laughs) and how about doing that for your kids yeah maybe if you have older kids just doing like a whole series of tricks oh man i love that you know, you April know Fools that has nothing April- on Halloween. Trick yeah, or treat you know this that year. I love April Fools, and like one of my favorite things to do to my kids is freeze cereal and then try to serve it to them. It is like a running joke in our house for April for April Fools alone. And now I'm like, ooh, what April Fools pranks can I turn into Halloween yes. pranks? Like the one where you take like a grape or a piece of broccoli and you wrap it in a candy wrapper. Yes, I'm doing that. 
Oh I my mean, goodness. listen, so many good ideas. Here. I think this is great. Like you tell your kids, like you have been saying trick or treat for years and years and years with like mindlessly, but stop and listen. This year is about the trick and not the treat. Like what a fun opportunity we have to kind of flip the switch on the holiday. Yeah. Really fun. Okay. A couple more practical things. Oh, you have another uh-huh. idea. I do have another idea. One more idea. Well, really, it's not a fully formed idea. It's just encouragement that depending, again, on where your community is, maybe connecting with the PTA, connecting with a local firehouse, maybe local businesses. I don't know. But is there some way, if it's practical, if it's easy, that you can just connect with other people in the community to see if there's a way that everyone can participate in making this fun for everybody. That's something interesting. I was really thinking about the fire department. We have a firehouse a block and a half away. And I've talked to them so many times over the years. Like they opened the firehouse for Oliver's second birthday for us. And that was really fun. And we've taken his friends to see the trucks. So I, you know, I I don't really know where to go from there. I'm not trying to put like more labor on parents and on the community, But I also know that lots of people are talking about this and wanting to find a solution and like creating community around that and not feeling like you're completely alone trying to like make everything special single-handedly might be a useful thought for some people. Yes. Community. Like, isn't that the best part of Halloween anyways? Totally. What what we talked about at the top of the episode saying like, oh, it's so great because we get to see our neighbors. Everyone's out and about. So I... Love the idea of making it about how can you be present in your community instead of just all about the candy and costumes. I mean candy first, but yes, community. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was going to say before we leave, we should talk about like a couple of practical considerations if your kids are going to trick or treat beyond just wearing a mask. Maybe this is the year to include like gloves or something protective for their hands in their costume. Although I have a question about that. Okay, go go for it. Because if they if they're touching everything and then they touch their eye, like if Oh yeah. I don't know. I have I have questions about gloves in general. I feel like for adults when you put them on for a purpose and it makes you aware to not touch your face. Yeah. You go in, you go out and you take them off. It helps. I just wonder if the gloves will make a difference to a kid if they're wearing them all night. Yeah. Although is this how we really catch COVID? I, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to get into like step into that conversation. Okay. Maybe, maybe we have like a CDC scientist in our listeners group. That would be awesome. And you know, as it gets closer, we will in our listeners group, have more info. Yeah. Like yeah. we're happy to go and look at the CDC because we're going to be doing it for ourselves anyway and share it in our listeners group. Yes. Okay. And then also we've been doing this the on the few occasions where we take our kids somewhere. We remind them before we go in, like they have to keep their mask on to not be touching a lot of things. But also maybe in this instance, it's like this is the one year where we can't eat candy while we're out trick or treating. We have to wait until we get home wash our hands and do all that before we get to enjoy all that candy. So hard. I don't, I'm going to struggle with it. I'm going to struggle with it, but you're right. That's a great point. And another thought for small kids is maybe like really small kids, but maybe thinking about taking a wagon or like 
encouraging your kid maybe to ride a bike. I don't know if that's practical where you live, if there's space, but there's something I have found about the boys riding a bike that like creates a natural social distance that's a lot harder to cross. Like Oliver is 10 and when he's with friends, it's like near impossible to get him to social distance without me constantly being on him. But if he's riding a bike, it's different. That's such a good idea. Or a scooter. My yeah. kids are really into scooters scooter bike, right now. Pile the kids in the wagon where they're kind of contained from house to house. Yes. So many good ideas. You were like, I don't know. What do we have to say about Halloween? And we just had at least a dozen good Well, things. it's a little early, but I, I like it. And now I'm yeah. excited for it. And honestly, guys, we need good things to look forward to. So having some time to plan so it's not a crazy crunch and it doesn't feel like more emotional and actual labor on us like the week before Halloween. I'm into this. I'm into early Halloween planning and having plenty of time to make it special because I think kids need that. We need that. Now I'm watching the listeners group the day before Halloween. I'm going to be like, oh my God, (laughs) I haven't done anything. You definitely are. We are going to be full of regrets from this episode. (laughs) For sure. Like the what uh, my personal one is going to be when I just told everyone in the listeners group, I would love to send you a meal. (laughs) I'm I'm going to stick with it right now. I'm I'm definitely going to regret it. Let's throw to closing on that. (laughs) That's where I'm headed. Because I want to make sure that you find us on Instagram and Facebook where we're at Didn't I Just Feed You. We would love to have you in our private listeners group so I can send you, apparently. Uh, when you join, it's going to ask you about our favorite cocktail. The answer is whiskey. Do not add us. Whiskey is a cocktail. Or you can tell us your favorite cocktail, which I always find those really fun to read. I do too, but we're going into fall. So like we're doubling down on whiskey. Yes. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Din. I Just Feed You right now, wherever you're listening, so you don't miss a single episode. And as a reminder, you want to sign up for our newsletter where we send out a bonus weekly recipe. And then on Fridays, we share fun finds and we will for sure be sending out more information about Halloween, more ideas. Um, in that newsletter. And then also you can leave us a voicemail on our website using the SpeakPipe app. It'll take you to a little other page and then you just hit record. We'd really love to hear from you because we really want to answer your questions. I love the other page. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Endo. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I am Stacy, And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed. Until next week. Oliver. Yeah. Do you like junk food? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your favorite junk food? A hundred grand. Oh, hundred grand bars. High five for that. I like those too. That's a bad high five. That was a bad high five. You're right. 